Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. Brianna Gunn is a messaging and funnel specialist working with business owners and solopreneurs to create messaging and processes that inspire loyalty, momentum, and action that leverages trust, authenticity, and profitability. Bree uses her more than 10 years of experience with customer service and marketing to uncover the gaps in messaging that lead to lower conversions and plugs them through customized systems, structures, and processes that are bolstered by copy that converts. Wow, what a powerful message. Bree, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, I have to ask, do you prefer Brianna or Bree? Whichever one you want to use is fine with me. I'm easy in that respect. Okay, so I'm one of those people that interchanges them. I have two team members I do the exact same thing with. So it might be either or with me, okay? Works for me. All right, perfect. We had a great conversation before we we did the podcast, and you mentioned an interesting thing about yourself. Uh, do you would you like to share that with us? It's just a, I think something you did in a past life. My are we, are we talking about my car sales days or my roller derby days? <laughs> I didn't know about the car sales, but yes, the roller derby. <laughs> um, well, I used to sell cars. You're full and, of surprises. <laughs> and I played roller derby for a short period of time until I broke my leg. Yeah, that would be enough to to kind of yeah, it was out. my ankle and it just didn't feel stable anymore. And you know, it's the it's when you're playing banked track, for those of you who are watching, the the track is tilted at, you know, a 10, 15 degree angle. But our track was special in that the the curves were actually had a had a bigger bank than the sides of the track to make you go faster so you could whip people and do other things. And it just so happened that I broke my left ankle. And so the pressure of going around the track and having all of my body weight on that ankle as we turn was just too much. So that's interesting. Yes, you're you're full of surprises. I love it. <laughs> I aim to please. <laughs> <laughs> so so I I I'm going to lead up to what you're doing now, but I also want to talk about, you know, you talk about several different topics and one being work-life balance. So I know you talked about your space and, you know, I see a bunch of Disney characters in the background. I think that's Lion King over to the left. And, you know, talk about how you balance having, you know, young children at home and, and getting your work done and serving your clients. The easy answer to that question is I don't. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm hanging on by a thread like everybody else. But in, in reality, I think a lot of it is setting expectations and then holding those expectations and having rules and understanding that kids are going to push boundaries and push rules. Like you met my son, even though I was like, I'm getting on a call. You're not to interrupt me. This is not a call for you. We'll call Nona later. You can FaceTime her, all of those things. And he still came and said, hi. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it doesn't always work out the way we want it to. But being aware of not, it's not even being aware, it's making sure that you give your kids or your spouse or your partner the attention that they need so that when you do need to go away for a minute to take a call, to do a podcast recording, to do something that's not involved in their world, they're a little bit more 
willing to give you that space. Like right before this, I made sure both kids had lunch. They've got their, you know, their juice boxes. They've got their quesadillas. They've got apple slices. They're set to go. They don't need to be in my office while I'm recording. I made sure they're okay. And then later they'll come down and do homework um, when I'm not on calls so that I can help them with those pieces. But I think it's, it's lowering your expectations in, in total honesty. And how do you, how do you set expectations with clients? I mean, cause you're right. You can't control when a kid, you know, I have, I have team members that have kids under five and, you know, they come on screen and say some of the funniest things that in public would embarrass the crap out of us. So oh, yeah, my child ran naked through the back of my video <laughs> call when he was about three years old. It was, it was one of those. I'm like, nobody needs to see that. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to block with my body and it was a whole thing. But I think for me, the biggest thing is being totally transparent with clients. Listen, I am a mom. Yes. I run a full-time business, but I am a mother. I am a wife. I work from home. You're going to meet my kids. If you don't like kids or you don't like the fact that my kids are my world, this is not going to work. And most of the time that works out really well. And people, you know, my kids know all of my clients by name. I can tell them I'm meeting with Miss, you know, Miss Stacy or Miss Kate or Miss whoever or Mr. Whoever. And they know that that's someone that they've met before. And it makes, I think it helps them be a little bit more respectful of space because it puts a person in front of I'm working on, you know, Miss Stacy's stuff right now. And then they, oh, okay, I know who Miss Stacy is. That makes sense. Instead of mom just saying, I'm ignoring you, I'm on my computer, I'm working, leave me alone. It's it's demonstrating that I'm actually doing work for someone. And I think it helps them to see, you know, my work ethic, you know, that I have deadlines. I I have things. We yesterday we had a conversation where I was like, I can't, you know, my my six-year-old, he's like, Mom, I just want to snuggle. And I'm like, I would love to do that, but I can all I can give you right now is a hug because I have to get this copy finished. That is so sweet, first of all. <laughs> he really wanted to show me the Legos in the magazine he was holding. Ah, uh, ulterior motive. Oh yeah. But you know, he, he figured he, he, he was banking on the fact that, that asking me for a snuggle was cute. It was, it was, it was totally it was cute. cute. Yeah. Yeah. So my business model with my virtual assistants, you know, that's part of what I've created it on is the platform is it's a flexible schedule. So you can mm-hmm. stay home to take care of your children. And yes, we have found that there are sometimes clients that are not a match and we hope we discover it you know, in our discovery calls versus once we start working with them, because that can cause problems. So I agree with, you know, you and your, your discussion there that, you know, we need to set these expectations up front, because, you know, yes, they have kids at home. Now, so, so moving on from that just a bit, I want to, uh, there were some interesting things on your profile and you um, mentioned lunch club in there. So yeah, can you talk a little bit about lunch club I'm, I, and maybe start at the beginning? Cause I'm not even sure that our listeners know what lunch club is. So you all know what LinkedIn is. Yes. Most people know what LinkedIn is. It's a networking platform. There's other networking platforms out there that have kind of sprung up and lunch club is one of those. The idea being that you sign up for one to two to three calls on a Thursday or a Friday, or I think they said, I think you have to sign up by Wednesday night and you tell them what days of the week you hold a slot. You don't predict who you're going to meet. They literally just pair you up randomly with these people around the world. And then you get to have a conversation with someone that you may not have met before. You can 
put parameters in. I'd like to meet other business owners. I'd like to meet, you know, whoever. It's kind of like a matchmaking service. Another one that's like Lunch Club is called Be Connected. And it's kind of a hybrid between Lunch Club and LinkedIn. You have to request a connection with them, um, spelled with a K. And once you connect, you can tell them how you'd like to chat, whether you want to chat, whether you want to hop on a call, get to know you. But I think that expanding our ability to network, especially right now at a time when we are so isolated and far apart is really important. And while LinkedIn is amazing, I love it. It's my favorite platform on the planet. It does definitely have some limitations. And so having other alternatives to help you network and expand is, is important. So that's one of the one of the things I love about Lunch Club and Be Connected. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. That's one of the reasons I actually created a quarter... excuse me, a quarterly event that we do called Thriving Thursday. And it's, you know, it ties in our podcast, you know, so we have a feature speaker that's from a pre-recorded podcast who's also on there to answer live questions. But then we have some of that functionality where you can go to tables or do that one-on-one networking and meet new people that you haven't met before. So, so I agree. Lunch Club, I've been getting those emails in my inbox. I am going to have to actually (laughs) take some action on that. Are you familiar also with Clubhouse? Very. I actually have found a number of clients on Clubhouse in the last few months. You go, girl. I'm so impressed. Now, Clubhouse, isn't that the one that's also iOS specific? It's iOS specific. It's audio only. And it's essentially like a podcast that's live and not recorded. Okay. So you can have conversations. Is it with one person or multiples? Whoever you can have your room be as big or as small as you want. For example, after this at one o'clock on Wednesdays, I host an ask me anything room about copy, whether it's conversion copy, your sales pages, website reviews, whatnot. I'll have anywhere from one to 30 people in the room, depending on the day. And I try really hard to make sure that it's themed properly and it, you know, it hits all the right notes. But if you're, if you're just starting out on Clubhouse, one of the best things you can do is go search out those networking rooms Mm -hmm. and meet other people and grow your audience there because it'll help you grow your audience on Instagram and Twitter. And it'll give you a taste of getting up on stage, saying who you are, giving your pitch, doing it in a way that's safe and expected. You know, the whole point of those meet and greet rooms is to pitch. So you get to practice your elevator pitch and get better and better at it. And then, you know, you get up there and you say, for example, in my case, Hey, I'm Brie, I'm a copywriter. I'm looking for, you know, two to three new clients. If you know anyone who needs me, I would love to talk to them. And lo and behold, on my Instagram, I'm like, Hey, I actually need a copywriter. Can we have a conversation? Hey, I actually need my website copy. Can we have a conversation? And it makes the, it makes that conversion so much easier when you've had that, you know, when you're, when you know, people are actively looking for someone like you. That's actually a brilliant concept. I mean, I love that, you know, it gives you the space. So it's sort of like a Facebook live, but interactive and people are choosing to come in, not necessarily relying on your stream to show them that this is available. That's incredible. I'm going to have to get some type of Apple device so I can Lunch get, a, get, get an iPad. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I may need to do that. I've been very reluctant to get any eye products. Although I'm an I Android person. That this month they're releasing it on Android. That would be amazing. I've heard it. Like I said, it's a rumor. I, I I don't know dates. I don't know any, but I I know that that was the that was the scuttlebutt 
around town over the last month was that sometime in May, Android users, because like right now everyone's like, you know, get it in while you while the getting's good because it's just iOS users. It's a small platform. It's going to explode once Android people can come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like waiting for this alien invasion. <laughs> I'm totally users. waiting for it. <laughs> I'm an alien because I'm an Android <laughs> user. <laughs> I love it. So, so t- talk to me a little bit about the copywriting that you do. You, you've mentioned it a couple times. Give me an example, maybe of a super interesting or challenging project that you've done. And you don't have to name the client, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Um, I do. I sign. Actually, I think it's interesting that you say that because I do sign an NDA for every client. And then if they say I can share or, or talk about them, I will, but yeah, it's because I'm a ghostwriter, you know, not everybody wants people to know that they didn't write it themselves and that's okay. So do you, that, that you just said something, do you go, do ghostwriting for books too? I don't, I, if you need a good book ghostwriter, I have someone who's fantastic. I specialize in uh, sales copy, websites, nurture copy, blog posts, web like the interwebs type copy versus books. I've done books. It's not that I haven't. They just drain me so much because they are so intensive that I much prefer to do do the things that I can see the results of sooner. What is nurture copy? Nurture copy is actually what I was going to use for my example. So you know how- <laughs> Love it. You know how you have an opt-in or a freebie of some kind and you're like, come get my stuff. And everybody's like, oh, here's my email. Give me, give me the thing. And then they sit on your list and nothing happens and you get crickets. The nurture copy is the copy that goes between the download of the thing and the weekly emails or the sales piece. It's the piece that is nurturing them, educating them, introducing them to your list. And one of the most challenging things for me is when when I'm writing nurture content is to come in to a business that I don't know a lot about and have to go super deep, super fast so that I can speak intelligently to, for example, neuroscience is one of my clients deals with neuroscience or FDA approval or, you know, your course or your program. People always get a little weird, like it weird looks when I'm like, can you give me access to your lessons? Can you give me access to this? And they're like, why? I'm like, because if you want me to write about who you are and who you help, I have to have more than just the copy brief. I need to go deeper into your world. I do use a copy brief with every client. It's for me, it's imperative. If you, if your copywriter is not using a copy brief, I would strongly encourage you to ask them to use one. It's a form or a system where we ask the pertinent questions about voice language content, all of those really important pieces. So it's all in one place so that we can make sure we get your voice right the first time instead of having a lot of back and forth. But yeah, nurture copy is definitely the most challenging piece for me just because sales copy is easy. I'm selling this one thing versus nurture copy where I'm educating you and getting to know you and nurturing you as a subscriber so that you're more primed and ready to buy when an offer comes. So how do you guide a client when, or even a prospective client, when they don't have a set persona, they don't know what, they don't know what their voice is. Typically people don't know they have a voice, but they do. If you've been writing for any length of time, you have a voice. You may not think you have a voice. You may have tried a bunch of different techniques and tools and formats, 
but the way you sound is not going to change. You're just putting the, the sound of you into different contexts. And so it's, it's researching. That's why I asked for access. You know, if, if you don't have a lot of front facing content, I need to get into the back end so I can see, because a lot of times people will breeze right through the copy brief and be like, nothing's off limits. And then I write an entire series and they're like, I never say that. I'm like, but nothing was off limits. (laughs) So there's that doesn't quite match, you know, and, and so if you think you don't have a voice, if you think you don't have a sound, you do, it's the way you talk. It's the way Mm -hmm. you communicate. It's you have your own distinct way of communication. And, you know, I use some funky and weird words when I, when I communicate, I say y'all a lot. I, I use bigger words in my regular conversations just because that's how I, how I talk. And that bleeds through into my copy. I have clients who want to be, you know, buddy, buddy and Hey girl, Hey, and all that. And we do that too. It really depends on your persona. And so, you know, don't be afraid to hire a copywriter because you don't know what you sound like because anyone who's good will be able to help you find that and, and show you, Hey, you actually sound, this is what your voice is right here. This is a good example. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's interesting. We actually created a persona sheet that when we talk to our team, like about that we're writing our blog saying, okay, what is, how do you envision DCA, the entity, not me specifically, because then it'd be like a, a baby boomer talking with old funky terms. So, right. <laughs> but that that's not the business. Okay. So the, the business wound up having far more personality. It was way more interesting than Denise is as a person necessarily. But, you know, some of the, the words that came out were spunky. Okay. I'm spunky yet still professional. Okay. So in other words, we're not going to be like some of the folks who drop F-bombs. That's not professional for us. Okay. But spunky and where we make little jokes and things, you know, pop reference cultures. Absolutely. So that does fit the persona. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I love that you use spunky. That's such a great word. It, it, It is. It is. And so, so is this part of the changes you would, I saw on your bio that you had changed the offerings that you have. Is this part of the changes what you just discussed? Yeah, I'm, I'm still offering website copy and content and, you know, your sales copy sales pages that hasn't changed, but I realized earlier this year that a big part of what I do is drive clients to meet their, you know, the coach or the consultant or the service provider that they're looking for. And so I've shifted part of my business. It used to just be consulting to actually be an incubator of sorts where we go through and I teach you everything I know about marketing and networking as a business owner to help you find more clients. And we bring in the copy piece and the branding piece and get it all, you know, so you know your voice, you know the words you want to use you know how to show up online, you know when to show up online, where to show up online, how to show up online, um, all of those pieces. And then I teach you how I leverage my social media, specifically LinkedIn, to to sign $80,000 in clients in 60 days. And I teach that format to 
my students so that they can do the same thing. I've had students that, you know, were shocked that they, I had one yesterday. She's like, she um, paid for the program and literally got a Voxer message, which I love Voxer. It's a walkie talkie app for those of you who don't know what it is. <laughs> I didn't um, know what it was, but I, my mind was like, what is that? I knew it was I a messaging it for my app. Because sometimes it's faster to like, just say something than Slack typing it out or emailing it. So for those quick and like those, those pieces where you need that quick communication, it's a great tool, but she slacked me and she's like, I literally just landed a client for the exact amount I paid for the program. Perfect. That's, that's a great story. And all she'd done is go through the first module. So this is on your website. I'm assuming it is not on my website. (gasps) You have to book a call with me. Okay. Access. So how do our listeners do that if they're interested? They can go to briannagun.com forward slash book. And mm-hmm. we can talk about what working with me looks like because this is a pilot program. I'm only accepting a few students right now. I'm, I'm, I want feedback. I want people who are willing to be communicative and who want more clients, who want to have to stop that stop start situation that happens and that desperation feeling of where's the next client coming from? How am I going to find them so that you build a system that works for you all the time? Perfect. I love it. So briannagun.com backsplash book. Yes, ma'am. All right. So you heard it all. If you need an excellent copywriter, you definitely need to reach out to Brie. She's got the goods and she can teach you how to do it, which is incredible. I love entrepreneurs who share their knowledge. So Brie, thank you for being on our show today. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Denise. This has been super fun. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, Creating a Thriving Space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.